Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 89, a wee laugh for the October 23rd weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios, as always, is the L-Train. How are you, sir? I'm just peachy. All right. We have four big movies to talk about this week. There's weekend. a lot of stuff out there, man. Yeah, the box office is getting kind of packed now. There's even uh, some other movies that are coming out. Like, Weren't there like four major releases going into movie theaters? There are four major releases... This weekend, there were four last weekend. Yeah. There are a bunch of movies being released, uh, pretty small. I'm, I'm getting stressed out. You're stressed out by I this? I am. I want, there's some movies I want to see that I think aren't going to last. I, I'd be surprised if The Walk makes it through. There, I don't think it's making a whole lot of money. I don't know. There are movies that my wife wants to see. She's like, when's that coming out? She wants to see that Dan Rather film with Robert Redford. Yeah, that's getting kind of pushed out of the main releases. It was in six theaters last weekend. <laughs> wow. And I don't know if they're even expanding it this weekend. I have noticed in our local theater that they have many more movies than they have screens. Yeah. So they can have multiple showings. I guess the way that they package movies now, not on film, I guess they come in this like the size of a hard drive, right? Mm -hmm. So you can mail 10, 20 of those off and just have them set up staggered times and you'll be fine. This weekend, I think the film that's most interesting is the Steve Jobs film. I can that's see, going wide. It's been in some movies. Yeah, it's been right? in a couple yeah. theaters last two weekends. Uh, this is going wide. It's on over 2,000 screens. I could see this making anywhere between about $14 million and $40 million this weekend. I have no idea. Uh, this is Steve Jobs from director Danny Boyle, most famous for Slumdog Millionaire, which he won Best Picture for. This was written by Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The Social Network, the Facebook movie. He's also famous for The West Wing. And this is set backstage at three iconic product launches and ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. Steve Jobs, played by Michael Fassbender, takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint a portrait of the man at its epicenter. Excited to see this one? No. No. Not at all? No. I'm not into talky movies. Really? You don't don't like conversation films? No, I don't like conversations at all. Studies of especially this one. of human nature. I, I I don't know. There's something about Aaron Sorkin's stuff that just annoys me. It's it's too glib. It's too cute by half. I, I don't know. Oh, so I might yeah. be wrong. I there there are things that bother me about this movie that you remember. I made the big statement a few maybe two months ago that there were no biopics this year. <laughs> now there's nothing but biopics, <laughs> and this is one of them. Maybe I'm just bitter about that. I don't know. Could be. So you plan on seeing it? I mean, we might have to see it if if it's going to be a best picture, right? Yeah, I'll probably see this. Uh, My wife wants to see it. She liked some of these bio pictures, but the ones she chooses are always very odd. Uh, She wants to see the Eddie Redmayne film, uh, The Theory of Everything, the Mm -hmm. Stephen Hawking film. Eddie Redmayne. Starring Jessica Chastain. (laughs) Jessica, yeah, yeah. I I remember that roundabout from last week's episode. But she didn't want to see um, The Imitation Game. Another British scientist film. So. Essentially the same movie. So she'll want to see Steve Jobs, but if they make one about Microsoft, she wouldn't want to see the Bill Gates film. Okay, would she want to see, do you think she'll want to see Dalton? Or, yeah, isn't it Trumbo? Uh, Trumbo. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she has any interest in seeing that, even though our dog is named after that right. guy. Right. Huh. So. All right. 
So it's kind of odd. Um, I really like Aaron Sorkin. I like his writing style. I know you do. The problem is most people really like his writing style the most from The Social Network, and I hated that film. But I'm a huge West Wing fan. I love The American President. And why'd you hate The Social, social Network? Yeah. Because he engineered the whole story. He didn't get very much of it don't, right. Don't you, aren't you afraid that that's exactly what this is about? I mean, just the setup that I've heard seems so contrived, and that is particularly vexing. Yeah, supposedly this is based on an unauthorized biography that a lot of people disagreed with, but a lot of other people also said, yeah, that is an accurate portrait of the man Steve Jobs. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about the presentation of the movie itself, which I guess I really shouldn't comment on not having seen it. But I know it's about these three major conversations that he has uh, regarding his life right before three major product launches mm-hmm. for his company. So... I don't know. I just, it's something about the structures seems to be annoying for me just a little bit for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. I like Michael Fassbender a lot. It's been described as three one act plays, each about 30 minutes long. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So. I mean, I can't, I can't complain not having seen it. That's probably kind of wrong, but I'm not enthusiastic about it. I'll tell you one movie that I am enthusiastic about though. Which is what? The Last Witch Hunter Aww. with Vin Diesel. Playing Vin Diesel. Oh, he's playing... Oh, isn't it Calder? Is that his name? No, Vin Diesel always plays Vin Diesel in every single film he's ever been in. He was Groot in uh, Avengers. Yeah, no, not it, Avengers. It, Walk on the, the Wild Galaxy. Side. <laughs> what the heck am I thinking? And yet he's still Vin diesel that part. Well, in this movie, he's a modern witch hunter. <laughs> Hence the name. He's also the last one. Witch Hunter. <laughs> He's been separated from his uh, wife and daughter in the afterlife. And now that she's coming back, he has to fight this uh, evil queen, powerful queen witch. And since he's the last witch hunter, he's going to have to face her vengeful wrath, according to IMDb. Now, uh, doesn't right. he team up with Elijah Wood in this film, so there are actually two witch hunters? Well, who, uh, maybe that's a commentary on the title. Maybe we'll find out who the last witch hunter is Ooh. at the end of the movie. Did you just spoil the movie inadvertently? Wow. King of spoilers. <laughs> that? KOS. Can All right. you spoil something you have no idea how it actually ends? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna Fair do. enough. Um, this was uh, directed by Breck Eisner, who did The Crazies. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, really like it. He did the remake of The Crazies. But you hated Sahara. Hated Sahara, yeah. He directed that movie uh, about what's your favorite literary character of all time. Dirk Pitt from the Clive Custler novels. Uh, Do you think you'll see The Last Witch Hunter this weekend? Uh, Yeah, I have plans to actually go see this with some friends. Really? I I have high hopes for this. I saw the... Actually, I stopped watching the trailer because I thought it looked interesting. You you told me this. This seems like Constantine Part 2 to me. Man, I don't really like Constantine. Like the trailer for Constantine made me not want to watch Constantine. This one made me stop watching it because I didn't want to have anything spoiled from the trailer on the off chance that I did see it. All right. I will hurry and watch this movie first to tell you what the best scenes are. Okay. You're going to love the last shot. I like I like Vin Diesel a lot, man. I think he's a he's got the cult of personality and uh my favorite movie of his is uh Talk to Me or whatever where he's he Find plays me a guilty. mob boss. Is that it? Find Me Guilty? Yeah, Find Me Guilty. Right. Yeah, he's on trial. Movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Isn't that like Sidney Lumet's last film that he ever directed? Uh, I don't know. But All it, right. Um, it's Sidney Lumet's last film that he ever right. directed. Well, it might as well be. 
if you can't so, disagree with me, I'm right. <laughs> if we're able to see this one, this might be the movie that we uh, comment on next year or next year, next week, next week's show. Laugh ninety two could potentially be the last Witch Hunter rated PG thirteen. What else is coming out there, Mister Two Frames? Uh, we have Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension. This is part six of the everlasting series. I don't even think the films are interrelated, other than they have paranormal activity in them. Yeah, I don't know. I I watched one of these movies. Yeah, I think you watched the first one. I've never watched one of these. I've always thought that they've been trash. They do not pique my interest. This one apparently uses a special camera that can see spirits. A family must protect their daughter from an evil entity with a sinister plan. Hmm. Can you think of a more generic plot for a horror film? Sounds like Paranormal Activity 1. Yeah. Two, three, four, and five. Now, supposedly, oh, this is the last film. I mean, it might be if it if it kills it. I mean, if it if it doesn't do well at the box office. Do you think this is the last paranormal? No, because they're so cheap to make. And if, I mean, how much did that cost to make? Maybe ten million, eleven million. I think it was somewhere in the teens. So, if it makes fifty-five million, I mean, you've just made you've made a tremendous profit. Based on the amount of capital that you've invested. Uh, Paramount Films is uh, releasing this. Apparently they now have some new deal where if the film drops below 300 theaters, they can release it within 17 days video on demand or after 17 days. Okay. And this has pissed off a bunch of studios or a bunch of movie companies. Theaters. Th- theaters. Um, so they're not going to show this film. This film is in a little less than 1,400 movie theaters. It was supposed to be up around 2,500. Might that also have something to do with the other major releases that are coming out this week? Steve Jobs going wide, The Last Witch Hunter. It's still, it's a horror film. And it's a cheap horror film to make. Yeah. I don't know if this is the wrong move or not. Uh, Next week we see Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse coming out, and that's also being released by Paramount with a similar deal. Hmm. I don't know. So. I have I have nothing really to say about it. I probably won't see that movie. I probably won't see The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse either, but I will talk of, about that next week. We'll I'm, talk about the movies I'm yeah. not going to see next I'm week. I'm kind of excited because next month, these could be my Redbox picks. Ooh, maybe we'll talk about them more of that. Well, yeah. why would you recommend a movie that you haven't seen or that you would have no interest in seeing? Because I know my audience. I can say <laughs> that Paranormal Activity 1 had some suspense in it. Surprisingly, there was a shot, a, a key shot in the middle of the film that operated on tension and suspense and not necessarily jump scares mm-hmm. and it worked it worked for what it was it didn't so. spielberg get behind the first film i can't remember it seems about like yeah maybe but i don't think he's been involved in the rest of them well maybe championing something is not the same thing as being involved Are you saying he was a producer on the film or he got i think like, he i think he saw an early cut of the film thought that there was something there got some more money so that they could go back and redo the ending oh okay yeah that sounds right yeah, so. may or may not be right. So uh, what's the last film? The Laugh Podcast, your location for erroneous information, which may or may not be true. <laughs> what's the last film? The last one weekend? is uh, going in wide release ag- again. That's going to be in like 2,500 theaters. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Gem and the Holograms, rated PG. WTH. That's all I have to say about that. Why aren't more people talking about this film? Uh, it's coming out on the 30th anniversary of the cartoon. I all right. So I actually saw the cartoon when I was a kid. I actually watched. Yeah, I saw reruns when I was a kid. I was 18 years old. 
All right, so this is in this movie, J- teenager Jerrica is extremely shy of a talented singer-songwriter who dreams of stardom, and she forms a group called Gem and the Holograms. Now, other members uh, in her group are Kimber on keyboards, drummer Shayna, played by Aurora Perino, and bassist Aja, played by Haley Kiyoko. Uh, did I mention that J- Jerrica is played by Aubrey Peebles? She's uh, from the show Nashville. Yeah, that's another show I didn't see. She was also in the movie Sharknado, and she's going to be in the movie, or she was in the movie Rage with Nicolas Cage, which came out on VOD. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So when I think about all the the television shows that I watched, the the comics or the cartoons that I watched when I was eighteen, like uh, Zoobly Zoo, (laughs) uh, this one has the least interest in terms of a. I can't imagine why anyone would would do this as a movie 30 years later. And I had to really wrap my head around it. I, I think I kind of figured it out. What'd you figure? Well, one of the people that's in the movie is actress Juliette Lewis. She's the CEO of starlight music and another person that plays a, a small role in it. But she's also, I think an executive producer is Molly Ringwald. Uh. And these two people are contemporary with me. I bet you they loved this when they were kids. And this has been a dream of theirs to put together a movie of Gem and the Holograms. So they're the target target audience for this movie. Well, isn't isn't Gem like the secret identity for the Riddler teenage girl? Well, I, I really can't remember the plot. <laughs> I can't so remember much from when I was eighteen. Basically, this movie is ripping off Hannah Montana, which ripped off Gem. Gem, yeah. So is that the way they sold it? They're like, it's a throwback, new version of Hannah Montana. <sighs> And know. we don't have to worry about copyright laws because the cartoon came first. Was ha- is Hannah Montana even popular with anybody that's going to movies? Probably not. But this I mean, is that's a what, PG movie, so that, that's what kicked off Miley Cyrus's career, and that was popular what five ten years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It's surprising to me. I I just can't imagine. I, I suppose you're not going to go see it. No, 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 no. All right. Well, if you don't see the Last Witch Hunter and you don't see Jim and the Holograms, and you don't see Steve Jobs. But you might see Laugh Little China. What movie would you see in place of those if you were going to see any movie at all? I would say head down to the Red Box yeah. and pick yourself up uh-huh. Z for Zachariah. Ooh. Uh, this is based on the teen novel. They've changed a bit of the plot. Um, instead of just two main characters, there are three now. The film stars Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, that guy too. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pine and Margot Robbie. Margot, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the wake of a disaster that wipes out most of the... Uh, most of the people in America, there's this one valley where the mountains apparently are so high that the radiation doesn't get in. And that's where Margot lives huh. until one day this man in a radiation suit comes into the valley. And then, you know, there's, there's so the some movie, tension between them. The, the, the book, there's only two main characters. There's only two characters. Yeah. The Chris Pine character does not exist. Wow. They, they completely change. They, they make a love triangle out of a, a book that didn't have one. Perhaps, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to spoil the book. Yeah, I mean, it's still a fairly faithful version of the book, or most of the book. It's confusing. If anything, the third character heightens some of the themes. Have you, you saw it? I've seen it, yeah. You you recommend it, obviously. Yeah. This is your red box pick of the week. Here's a movie that I I watch the movies I read. Okay. I I watch the movies I read. What's your Netflix pick? I have a net pick for you. This is a movie that was released in theaters and on Netflix at the same time. And I think that they did it mainly for awards consideration because they feel that 
it might get uh, considered, or the lead actor, Idris Elba, might be considered for uh, Best Actor Award. And then the director of this film, Kerry Fukunaga, who directed uh, those television shows of True Detective mm-hmm. last year, True Detective 1. Uh, he's also the cinematographer on this. There's some interesting cinematography in the movie. Uh, it's called Beast of No Nation, and it's a Netflix original movie. It's about a civil war in Africa. It's an unnamed. It's a. This is an adaptation of a book. It came out, I think, in 2005. And uh, the civil war is in an unnamed nation in Africa, possibly Nigeria. I think that's where the author came from. In it, the uh, fierce warlord named uh, the Commandant, or Commandant is what they called him, played by Idris Elba, trains a young orphan, Abraham Ada, is uh, the orphan, I think his name is Uma or Uga, Uga or something like that, Aga, Agu, Agu, that's his name. <laughs> yeah, to, tra- <laughs> to uh, join his group of guerrilla soldiers in this fight, uh, in the Civil War, obviously. It's a it's an affecting movie. Normally, I don't really care about people in movies. There's a there's a young character who plays the friend of uh, Agu's. Uh, he's he's a fellow soldier when he's like I think they're both like ten, maybe eleven years old. And his name he's his name is Stryka. And uh, for whatever reason, this kid made me actually feel he he touched a small part of my soul that I didn't know existed. And I, Wait, you didn't know your soul existed yeah, or that part, that part of, of my soul? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the soul's still there. The soul's intact. I just didn't know that it had that little bright spot in it that really cared about humanity. So uh, for that reason alone, I recommend it for the relationship between uh, Agu and Stryka. But then Idris Elba, he's pretty intimidating. It's also quite horrifying because it's about child soldiers in Nigeria. And my fiance walked in at one point during a very tense moment and she was sort of mesmerized and she really wanted to watch it, but I had to beg her off of it because I know it would just affect her because there are some pretty intense moments. She's like, what? Oh, well, you know, rape, murder, uh, dismemberment, things of that nature. So yeah, if you're, if you're squeamish, you might want to avoid it. But so this it, is a hard R. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty hard. If you're sensitive to violence, or to those themes that surround it, then you might want to avoid this movie. But if you can handle it, you should watch it. You should check it out. Beast of No Nation on Netflix. All right. Very good. So um, to review, where would you put your money this weekend? Where would you invest your money? Oh, geez. Jobs, probably. Jobs? Yeah. uh, No, I don't even know, man. That's a big time art house movie. Witch Hunter. Witch Hunter? Change your money. All right. Gem and the Holograms. (laughs) You go with Witch Hunter. I'll go with Steve Jobs, though. I've probably seen both of those. Uh, Neither of us are going to go watch Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, or Gem and the Holograms. If you head by Redbox, please pick up Z for Zachariah. And if you got Netflix, Lusk is giving a strong recommendation to Beasts of No Nation. Uh, that was episode 89. On episode 90, we are reviewing Crimson Peak, the newest Guillermo del Toro film. Ooh, well said. Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah, you know his last name means the bull. Yeah, I like that guy. All right. Uh, and you can hear all that and more on episode 90. So thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you, Mr. Two Frames. Uh, there be dragons. <laughs> Pox up on them. <laughs> Now, 
that better? Yeah. Woohoo! Well, there you go. You even spiked on my uh, end over here. Yeah, it's the bass. Makes it carry. Yeah, the bass. When you went, woohoo! There's a lot of bass in there. It's a lot of bass. <sighs> All right. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh Episode. Yeah, but it, it just came out. <laughs> I was like Heidi running through some grass fields on top of the Alps. Oh, the, the hills hill. are alive. <laughs> laughter of laughter of loving children. Wow. Nice. All right. Um, Let's try again. <laughs> yeah. 